0: Determine when it is appropriate to begin benefits prior to full retirement age. A large number of Americans currently choose to take Social Security benefits early. According to Social Security, more than half of men and women begin benefits at 62, the earliest age that they're available. However, whether this is really the right course of action depends on a number of factors. For the retiring worker, the question arises in three situations. One, as part of the decision regarding at what age to retire. Two, as an issue of need for the individual who has been involuntarily terminated. And three, as an economic issue for the individual who has other potential sources of income in the early years of retirement. For all these groups, there is a threshold issue. Is the retiree considering returning to work at any time prior to the full retirement age? If so, then the earnings test could result in a current reduction in benefits, which is an important reason to consider deferring. Now let's look at these three situations. First is the group considering whether they have enough total assets to retire early. For this group, reduced Social Security is only part of the picture. The real question is, do they have enough pension income and personal savings to support the longer retirement period? Unfortunately, many don't fully appreciate the impact of early commencement on their pension benefits or the impact of starting to spend down their assets earlier. Also when a person retires earlier, there are actually two different reductions to Social Security benefits, the early retirement percentage reduction as well as the reduction resulting from losing those last years of salary. This factor can be quite significant, especially for the individual who's worked fewer than 35 years or the person who has recently seen a drastic upswing in wages. Now, fortunately, the Social Security Administration website offers several different benefit calculators that can show the exact impact of retiring at different ages. Many of those who start taking benefits early are part of the two-thirds of retirees who rely on Social Security for more than half of their retirement income. For this group, deferring benefits could quite simply result in a more secure retirement. In the book we have an example that shows a couple retiring at age 62, with one worker who earns $80,000. If the worker and the spouse both begin benefits at 62, Social Security replaces only 31% of their income. If instead the worker continues to work and retires at 66, the replacement ratio increases to 42%. If the worker defers retirement and begins benefits at age 70, the replacement ratio jumps to 57%, a much more secure situation for this couple. Now let's look at the group that is involuntarily terminated and is forced to begin benefits. Now there's not much that can be done here, but note that there are two Social Security rules that can mitigate against losses from taking benefits early. First, an individual beginning benefits early is allowed to pay back the benefits within a one-year period and have benefits recalculated based on the later retirement age. Second, when someone earns more than the earnings limit, the individual doesn't really lose benefits, it's really a forced suspension of benefits. When benefits are stopped under the earnings test, there's an automatic recalculation of benefits at full retirement age. For example, if under the earnings test an individual loses six months of payments, at full retirement age, benefits are recalculated based on a retirement age that is six months later than under the initial calculation. An individual can also voluntarily suspend benefits after full retirement age and begin benefits later. Again, the benefits will be recalculated, taking into consideration the period that benefits were not paid. Now, For wealthier clients, the decision may be different. They may be planning to retire at 62, and the question is whether they will start Social Security or live on other assets for the first few years. In this case, a good place to start in the decision-making process is to compare the expected present value of lifetime benefits, assuming different benefit start dates. Not surprisingly, the Social Security system is designed so that individuals living the average life expectancy will receive the same expected present value for retirement ages between 62 and full retirement age. However, according to the Center of Retirement Research at Boston College, married men who retire and begin benefits early, those, that is, those who live the average life expectancy, will end up receiving a smaller present value than if they defer. The reason for this is that the post-death spousal benefit is based on the amount of benefits that the participant was receiving. By the worker deferring retirement benefits, both the retirement and the post-death spousal benefit become significantly larger. Now this means that a lot of married participants are leaving money on the table by taking benefits early. There are a number of articles about this subject at the center's website. Now, so far, we've assumed in our discussion that an average life expectancy. For the individual with a much shorter than average life expectancy, clearly taking early is the better choice. Similarly, a long life expectancy weighs in favor of deferral. Historically, this break even analysis based on life expectancy has been a common approach for determining the optimal retirement age. Now, the analysis is fairly complex, however, and requires speculation on the rate of return that will be earned on the investments. The major flaw with this analysis is that we don't know how long people will live, and break-even analysis becomes a dangerous gamble. The person who starts early and dies early wins, while the one who lives too long loses the gamble and runs out of money. With married men, in many cases, their wives live longer, and they're the ones that suffer from this decision. A newer way of looking at this issue is to look at deferring benefits as the purchase of an inflation-adjusted life annuity. For married couples, it's really a joint and survivor annuity. The annuity amount purchased is the additional benefit earned from deferring benefits, and the price is the loss of benefits by electing deferral. The price of deferral can be compared with the actual price of buying an inflation-adjusted fixed annuity in the amount of the additional monthly benefit. It's likely that the cost of purchasing the commercial annuity will be more, partially because of the high cost of purchasing the inflation adjustment. Looking at it this way, an individual looking for additional guaranteed lifetime income may want to look first at ways to maximize Social Security benefits before seeking additional annuity income. In other words, Social Security may be the cheapest lifetime annuity available.